everybody, it's Sam Bennett. Thank you so much for joining me for the True Freedom Symposium, the when, what, why, and how to quit your day job and what's really on the other side. Today's interview is with my friend Gina Alexander. Gina has been making life beautiful for thousands of people all around the world since the 1990s. She's a designer with a passion for quality, an eye for detail, and a gift for creativity. When she began putting people's most treasured images on handbags, the response was instantaneous. From her tiny kiosk in Hollywood, she served customers of every kind, including big stars like Kobe Bryant and Ashanti and, wait for it, Elizabeth Taylor. Frails. Gina cares equally about making life beautiful for children, especially those who are in greatest need. She started her business to cover the high costs of adopting her own child, and she went on to create the Gina Alexander Philanthropic, Philanthropic Project to help dozens of other children find loving homes. Today, Gina is making life beautiful in yet another way. She has created a fun and rewarding home-based business for anyone who loves her unique products and wants to enjoy a new source of income. You can find out more about her bags and her program at GinaAlexanderDirect.com. Enjoy. Hi, Gina. Hi, Samantha. How are you? I'm so glad to see you. So this is super great. And I'm so glad we've like surfed the technical difficulties of getting on this. This is like our third attempt. So yay us for persistence. Number one quality for entrepreneurs, persistence, never say die. Um, (laughs) Know what you want. Don't stop till you get it. So Gina, I've been asking everybody, um, Tell us a little bit about how you have such an incredible business. You've done such, such incredible things, but tell people a little bit about where you were and where you are and what that journey looked like. Okay. Try to do that uh, briefly here. <laughs> as long um, as it takes. <laughs> right. Um, well, actually, you know, I've been working in the fashion industry out right out of high school and my mom and dad had a restaurant and hotel business. I'd help. I would work at, I would work there a lot. And so, um, you know, after graduating, um, I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising here in Los Angeles and San Francisco, Um, got a couple of incredible jobs with um, couture houses here in Los Angeles, Um, some really great, incredible designers, Um, but it was really tough. And at the end of the day, I kept saying, oh my gosh, I want to do my own thing because, you know, I hate to say it, but it's borderline abusive. You know, it's like that, that movie, um, the devil wears Prada. I mean, I, I would, I would say that mine was way worse than that. And, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but I had to go through that. You know, I had to, um, learn all, you know, learn how to deal with people basically. And so I got my dream job and then, uh, they had a merger and they let a bunch of people go. So I got let go. And then finally I said, you know what, this is just my opportunity. I mean, after I cried for two weeks, of course, um, <laughs> I said, you know, what? this is just my opportunity to get out and just branch out on my own. Um, I told my husband, this is in 1999. So I told my husband, I said, you know, what? I want to open up a store and he said, what, with what, you know, with what money? I said, I don't know. I will find it, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. And sure enough, um, I had some friends give me money to just start, start, you know, my business. And then I, sh- sure, uh, I shortly figured out like, oh my gosh, that money ran out so fast. <laughs> and I said, and you know, what was great about that was it really put fire under my seat to get creative. And to just, you know, come up, um, I mean, I, I had to like learn marketing skills, like right then and there, right? <laughs> and I was selling handbags at um, Hollywood and Highland. I was selling handbags at the Grove, at Farmer's Market, but it was like those little kiosks, mm-hmm. but you know, it was great. Cause I started, I didn't have my own store, but um, it, the kiosk was, I mean, I was interacting with people all day long. So one day, uh, Nord, um, a lady came by and she was a buyer from Nordstrom and another buyer came by from Saks and I didn't know who they were. And they were just saying, Oh my gosh, people keep asking for your handbags. I'm like, 
really? You know, and so I was kind of shocked. And then um, sure enough, we got into Nordstrom, Saks. I got on the QVC Home Shopping Network because of that public exposure and word of mouth. Because I never, I mean, I didn't have any money to advertise. And it was, you know, and for those of you that know, you know, uh, what I do, I put photos on handbags. So it was like a walking billboard. Mm -hmm. And every time we get a call from a customer said, look, I really need some business pass out cards because I'm really tired of writing your website on a napkin. <laughs> um, and, and then, you know, I started, then I got this one, she's become one of my best friends, Julie. And she can't, she was coming up to me like a maniac. I mean, she was literally stalking me like, so how can I sell your handbags? When can I sell your handbags? I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, I had no idea what, like, you know, any, like what an affiliate was or like a sales rep, you know? And, um, so women just started like, Hey, I want to, you know, sell your bags. And then celebrities started coming out. And there was one celebrity who went, was like our best rap. I mean, she would just open her mouth and people would buy like five or 10 handbags and, you know, long story short. And I think, um, a year within a year, we did almost seven figures. Wow. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm out of the Grove. I'm out of the Hollywood and Highland. Cause the rent with those, for those kiosks are four to $6,000, believe it or not a month. And it wow. goes during Christmas. And so I said, I'm out of here because, you know, I'm working my tushy off and in, here in the freezing cold. And, um, and then, you know, uh, my cousin was like, you should go on the website. What's that? <laughs> I go, what? We're going to sell on a website. How are people going to see our stuff? But you know what? We were, we were getting orders like crazy. And that's when I became a believer of e-commerce and, and the internet. So I really was actually blessed at a time where it was like nobody believed in it people were just like there's so much opposition because my credit card information is going to get stolen there's no way you can trust and you know fast forward 20 years here we are here we are amazing amazing all right so I just want to let all every all the aspiring entrepreneurs out there know that this never happens <laughs> Gina's story <laughs> It's like my story with publishing. Like, we're like, how did you get your book published? I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of easy. <laughs> People are like, stop telling that story because it never happens like that. But sometimes it does. But sometimes it does. So that's that's extraordinary. One of the things I'm noticing about your story is I think having a background in hospitality, right? Growing up in the restaurant and hotel business, like you learn people skills. Mm-hmm skills. You learn people, you learn how people talk, you learn how to make them happy. You exactly. learn how to discern what they're saying and what they really want. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, I really, I sort of think everybody should spend at least some amount of time in yeah. some kind of customer service position because it's, yeah. it's just the best training there is. It's the best training there is. Um, and the same thing with the kiosk, like you really get to know your customers when you are right there face to face with them. You really, you start right. to understand what they're looking for. How do they talk about the bags? What do they say? And all that language that, you know, when you start going like, oh, I don't know anything about marketing. You don't have to know that much about marketing. If you know what people are saying about what you're, what you're doing and you just spit that back out at them. Right. That's kind of it. <laughs> No. You know, what's cool is that I, I use this technique called forming where I didn't know it was this technique I, I was even using. It's true. I, I learned it in my, my father was like the first Filipino to own a Denny's restaurant. And, um, he was? yeah. And That's so cool. And, you know, I know the menu, the super bird, <laughs> the grand slam, those were the best sellers. Um, but, you know, what was great is I think the key is like asking questions. Like you're not doing a hard sell. You're just like, oh, where are you from? Like in, you're in Hollywood and Highlands. So you're like, where are you from? Everybody's like, oh, I'm from Japan. Or I'm from Oklahoma. Or I'm from Nebraska. You know, and every, you know, it's like everybody's a tourist there. So you just ask, oh, where are you from? And they're just like, oh, my gosh, you, you're talking to me, you know. And, um, you know, oh, what do you do, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, 
asking them like what their occupation is, but kind of indirectly and then kind of asking them what they like to do for fun. And then just saying, yeah, we, you know, I would just say, yeah, I, um, I started this business cause I needed to raise, raise money to adopt my daughter. And people were just like, okay, let me see what I could buy, you know? And, and, um, it, what was, uh, one time was really funny. This lady came to my booth and she bought so much stuff and I'm like, wow, she's, she's buying a lot of stuff, you know? And then I asked her, how would you like to pay for it? And she opened up this big bag and she had a wads of cash and I'm just like oh my gosh what what are you doing you shouldn't be walking around Hollywood with a bag drug of money <laughs> <laughs> and she goes oh I don't have enough cash let me give you my credit card so you know I looked at her card I'm like her last name was Getty and I said oh any relation to the Gettys you know I was kind of joking she goes yeah it's my my grandfather <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh, one of the Gettys is buying my whole store. Like she literally bought like everything there because I just talked to her. Like I wasn't doing a hard sell. I was just like talking to her. And it's funny because a lot of people, they just want, when you talk to them, they feel like you're really like appreciating them. And so I I think that, you know, my mom taught me that I saw my mom, my mom's from Hawaii, right? So she's from Waimanalo. And it is that hospitality, she just automatically, you know, make people family. And and to this day, like, some of those uh, people that um, were our customers have become like our very good friends. So, you know, it's, it's just, it is true, you do have to have a job that helps you to build your script or help you to understand the different types of people. I mean, there are days where I, you know, especially in Hollywood, I said, Oh, this person didn't take their medicine today. <laughs> I said, okay. I'm not going to get offended. Just there, and there, you know, there's some people who just like their greatest joy in life is being disappointed. Yep. You know, just all the, everything that's going to happen to them. They're just not going to quite be satisfied. And that's right. who they are in the world. Right. And you can't change them. You can't change them. Um, And I do think sometimes that like all anybody wants is just to be seen. Not even heard and understood, just seen. Just like, am I here? Mm -hmm. Do you see me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I count the number of stores, I've started walking out of stores, actually. When I walk into a store and no one says hello to me, I'm like. Exactly. Hi. You know, but you walk into a store and somebody says, hi, how you doing today? You know, I'm like, Okay. I've been seen. Thank you. (laughs) The other thing you mentioned that I think is so critical is word of mouth, because especially if you have no money for marketing, and even if you do, word of mouth is far and away the best advertising you will ever get. Mm -hmm. Because someone who is referred by a friend is a much better customer. They're already kind of pre-sold, you know, their friend has already said, oh yeah, you should go. Gina's great. Her bags are so cute. Like, they're going sort of already primed right? Um, and people love to be the person in the know. Like, let me tell you about my friend Gina and her bags. Let me tell you where she, let me give her the website, blah, blah, blah. You know, they love to be that person. So if you can support people in that, like you said, you know, hand up, give them the bag and give them 10 business cards along with it. That's great. Yeah. And the, you know, I'm, I mean, I am initially a very personable person. I mean, I'll um, talk to someone on Facebook and, and, um, I'll just say, oh, by the way, this is Gina. Because <laughs> I'll act like I'm customer service. I do that too, yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is Gina, but, you know, I go, I answer the phones here too. And, you know, it's, I get, I get down and dirty. I don't, you know, think highly of myself or say, you know, oh, talk to my assistant. <laughs> people love that. And, and yeah. when, one week I called over 200 people. And I just said, thank you. I said, and uh, one husband said, wait, are you kidding me? This isn't Gina Alexander. And I said, yes, it is. And I said, I just wanted to thank you or your wife for just purchasing handbags and, um, you know, wishing you a happy holiday. And he freaked out. Like he and his wife called and said, was it really Gina that talked to my husband? (laughs) Yeah. And, and really, you know, it's funny. It's like, I go, you know, cause I always look at myself as like, um, Gina Alexander's like a third person. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of said, I said, 
I said, wow, people really look at me that way, you know, and I, and I kind of, you know, just laugh because I said, I'm, you know, I'm just ha- making handbags and I love it. And I love looking at people's kids pictures and their pictures of their dogs and, you know, and it never gets boring because it's a different, it's a same, like some of the same, uh, same styles are the same, but it's a different picture. So it makes the bag a totally different bag. So now the ones you were selling at the kiosk when you first started, were those weren't custom bags. They were just photographs uh, or they were custom? Later on they were, uh, but we were first selling the Elvis Presley and the Marilyn Monroe bags. And those flew off the shelves. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, um, I was reading a trend report and they said photos are going to be extremely huge. So I married the two photos and handbags and it was, it was like an amazing combination. You know, when you put two different um, categories together, um, that's when you're really creative, right? King clothes and FedEx, you know, um, how they partnered. Um, It just, it was like a match made in heaven and, and little did I know, and it, and it was funny because I didn't, people said, what can, you know, what business plan did you put together? I said, you know what? I didn't even know what a business plan was, you know? <laughs> I said, I just did it. And I think people saw that, you know, we made quality stuff and it was made in the USA and it was their pictures. And if there's two things women love, it's bags and pictures of their kids and pets. <laughs> I know you, you know, um, in your area, they had a lot, you know, they had fires and things like that. Every single person said, what's the first thing that you ran in to get my pictures? The photographs. I mean, it just, I mean, I got chills just saying that because even, you know, we have friends that were in Santa Rosa fire and they, the one um, dad said, I ran in to get the pictures, the photos. You know, and I'm just like, man, I should just scan all my pictures and put it in the cloud, you know, because I don't want to go through that. But it is true. And, you know, with Facebook and social media and Instagram, pictures have just went through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how how the the like Kodak and like how they sort of missed the boat entirely on this. Like, I know. Anyway. We, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Now, here's another here's another thing I want to um, point out before before I forget. So, you mentioned your daughter, and adoption has is kind of a big part of your business too. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, might need a week on this one, but <laughs> you, <might. laughs> you know, uh, we call our bags the um, we call Katie the heart of the product because she was the motivation motivation for me to do all this, and it really just you know, for those that are into the law of attraction and secret, it's really true. It's like, if you really want something and it's on your heart, it'll happen. So don't be anxious or don't, you know, get stressed out about it. Just, you know, write it all on paper and, you know, write out what you really want. And, you know, they have those law of attraction. And I love it because I love the Stephen Covey organizers and, you know, all those planners, because you just write out all your thoughts right? Um, Instead of like going around in circles, not knowing what you want. But when we um, adopted Katie, um, you know, I I don't know if you knew this, but the first adoption that we had, the mom took the baby back. Yeah. And I had gone through a couple miscarriages, three failed in vitros, a failed surrogacy and a failed adoption. So you can imagine I'm building this business and all this is going on. I mean, we literally spent the whole equity of one of our rental homes for just my procedures. And so it was a painful time for me. And I think, you know, this is so key because whenever you are going through your hardest time, that is when, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel comes out. Because if you can get up sobbing and crying and still do what you do and have a great attitude, oh my gosh, you're... I mean, the floodgates open. And when we got Katie, it's just the floodgates opened and, you know, and I was angry. I mean, I was so angry because the mom took the baby back, but then we're now good friends. Mm. And she's like selling our bags. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So Gina, here's why we're like twinsy soul sisters. Um, 
I also, and I never talk about this. I don't think I've ever talked about it publicly. Um, but the whole reason I started doing organized artist company full time was to pay for fertility treatments. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I understand and, that. Yeah. And it's, and, That's and I don't, you know, somebody said, uh, when I was, when I was getting divorced, somebody said, Oh, divorce. It's like graduate school and being a person. What? Which is true. It is graduate school and being a person yeah. like you do. You have to make a lot of decisions and you're like, okay, what kind of person do I want to be? Because yeah. I'm tempted to be that person, <laughs> but I think I'll go and be this person. Uh-huh. And I think fertility issues are like getting a PhD in surrender. Like you really find out how That's much you are true. not in control of. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I didn't know that. And thanks for sharing that. Cause you know, it's, it's a painful experience and um, it does, it, it, it ruins families and it just, you know, puts you to the, you know, the acid tests and, um, you know, and it was hard to adopt because I saw a lot of my relatives from Hawaii and everywhere like, Oh my gosh, you know, my friend has six kids and Oh my gosh, my cousin has seven kids. I can't have one, but you know, um, you know, we, and then we ended up doing our second adoption, which came, someone just came up to me, and they said, hey, someone um, can't take care of this baby. Um, and I said, I said, we'll adopt her. I mean, I didn't even like, you know, <laughs> interview the birth mom or nothing. <laughs> or I didn't know if she had any, you know, uh, serious, you know, health issues. Um, my heart was just like, I'll adopt her. Did you know that we got a baby in 10 days? McKenna, she's uh blonde blue-eyed <laughs> but has my personality like she has all my you know characteristics and you know long story short it's it's like I never knew like, and they're both healthy you know um and so the you know so I'm really glad that we went the adoption route because you know our bags help our, the sales of our bags have helped 11 families adopt we like paid for their we didn't pay for the whole adoption but we paid for their airfare going to Russia going to Africa going to different you know uh, to Asia and you know that's a lot of money sometimes they have to go back three or four times yeah and so we help we help them with that cost and and now you know I'm, I'm partnered with a gift of adoptions because What's funny is what you said earlier is like, I am like, I am a part-time adoption facilitator. Cause I mean, I just got off the line talking to someone goes, do you know how I can adopt from um, Mexico? Do you know how I, as someone else asked him, do you know how I can adopt a toddler? Do you know how I can adopt? And I, and it's great now because I have the tools. I'm like, Hey, I know, you know, um, uh, Brian down at gifts of adoption, give him a call. I know, you know, June Velasco down in the Philippines, these guys are on the ground floor and can help you. And, and it's part of the mission of your business too, isn't it? Haven't I seen? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. We call uh, yeah, we call it the bag that keeps on giving. And, uh, and, you know, we're, we're about to do something, you know, I was just, in, I just came back from Asia about two weeks ago and we are working on, um, uh, people donating to these orphanages that own uh, that own Bitcoin, and so they, you know, they're making a lot of money, and they say we want to, you know, they're they have great hearts. Like, look, we want to do something for these orphanages. So I, they flew me down to the Philippines, and we were able to meet with some of the board of directors to some of the biggest orphanages there. One orphanage had almost two hundred kids, and I mean, it's just you know, you just you walk in there and you want to adopt them all. All of them. Every just, I'll take all of them. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like digging stuff out of my purse. I'm like, here, you can have this. And oh, here, you want this? Uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're grateful for chapstick. I'm like, oh, you can have my chapstick. You know, let me clean them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So now here, this is so interesting to me because it seems like so much of, 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 of what you do has to do with family, like with people's yeah. families, with growing your own family, with helping other families become families. Um, and it's no surprise then that, that you would end up having an MLM business, right? So, and that started pretty recently, right? Just a year or two ago. Yeah, almost, we're going on two years. Um, and uh, we, you know, it came about by the request of our of different people. 
because they kept saying, look, I'm really, people keep asking me about my bag. I get stopped, you know. I think one lady said she gave out 80 pass out cards in one day. And I'm like, 80, you know. And so, so we, you know, we're working with, um, we have a great, an amazing uh, team of uh, board of directors. Uh, they help, you know, build the Mary Kay's and the Herbal Lives. And we have one of the top attorneys. Um, our, one of our board of directors is a director on um, a board on uh, the direct selling associate to the, the DSA. And uh, so we were really lucky because we, uh, we had reached out to them probably about six years ago but when they told me how to build this we were kind of like wow that's a lot of work you know (laughs) and uh, we actually couldn't do it because it was a conflict with Nordstrom and oh interesting Nordstrom won't have anything in the store if it's yeah they available through direct sales well it's not that they just I mean with anybody I mean they were you know they got mad when I was on home shopping network or they you know, they're competitive is what I should well, say. Well, they want to have exclusive. That's exactly. part of what makes them Nordstrom, right? Yeah. So. And, and it's true. They're, they definitely um, have that credibility. And your product cannot get into Nordstrom unless it's a quality product. So we were vetted. We had to change a few things um, to their standards. And once, um, you know, I mean, uh, gosh, we were doing two to 3,000 bags a week with Nordstrom. Wow. And there's so all word of mouth. And did you give up that contract to do the MLM thing or you worked it out with them? To oh, no, them? we actually, we do, um, uh, like trunk shows, uh-huh. um, for mother's day or Christmas. So we're not in there, um, the whole, you know, the whole year because, you know, a lot of the, uh, salespeople there, they make commissions. So they rather, you know, sell a Burberry for 4,000. And so <laughs> um, our bags are not quite that expensive. Not but, quite uh, that expensive. <laughs> so, and that's understandable. Um, and so we we went into, you know, direct selling um, platform um, because, um, you know, we saw people like um, Estelle and Dot where they were just doing incredible numbers and, you know, there is a, a big portion of people who love that type of platform and it's word of mouth. And so what really, what they're really trying to say is like, look, I'm promoting you. So I should get some kind of kickback, which that's absolutely true. And, right. um, you know, it was great because, you know, a lot of people in the industry, um, you just mentioned that, uh, you know, they've never seen um, photo handbags. I think people have done other photo like photo mugs and things like that but ours was very different and so here we are and you know it is it's 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 tough building building teams and you know keeping people engaged and things like that but you you know it's that 80 20 rule right it's the 20 percent that really writes the orders who stays loyal who you know continues to work and really our platform is just mother's day and christmas like those are the two um quarters that you know it's the first quarter and the last quarter that you need to focus on and what's really cool is a lot of other uh, network marketing companies multi-level marketing we produce promotional products for them oh smart (laughs) and actually um this company photomax took us on and i said who's this company they're doing incredible numbers Our, our bags are all over germany and Italy and Australia. I'm like, who, who is Photomax? And my husband comes up to me because I don't know who they are either, but we get their checks and it says new skin. <laughs> so I didn't know it was a division of new skin. There you go. Who yeah. knew? Who knew? And so we did that travel companies, network marketing, travel companies love our bags. So it's kind of great because, you know, we, it's like, you know, it's kind of like double dipping, but it's, you know, we're making a different, we're, we're really manufacturers and we're product developers. We're manufacturers. That's what we are. Mm -hmm. And so the whole, you know, selling part is 
you know, is for anybody It's who has an idea. Um, we're about to partner with another network marketing company, um, an added product, and actually two big network marketing companies. So, you know, it's it's fun. I get to meet all the owners and and uh, they they love our products. And so, I mean, it's just, it's wild because I never thought like, okay, we're going in our 20th year. And part of, you know, when you're in fashion, like, oh, things like die out your, your fifth or 10 year. I'm like, we are going on our 20th year. <laughs> That's right. It's fantastic. And I want to talk more about the MLM business and how that works. Cause I think it's super interesting. And especially right now, like it's so, it's getting so much more common for somebody to have a little side hustle, you know, like they don't, you don't necessarily have to quit your job in order to have another source of income into something that you love doing, love sharing, love selling, love, you know, and then you get a little extra cash and you can go out to a nice dinner or, you know, take the family on vacation or whatever it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned something that people may not know, which is this, what's called the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle. Right. And it's one of those super useful bits of mathematics. I'm not much of a numbers person, but Pareto principle is pretty awesome. And it applies to all kinds of things. So like, you know how you wear 20% of your wardrobe, 80% of the time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> or how in any group of people, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, and, and what Gina was saying is of her, of all her people, all her distributors, 20% of the people are going to bring in 80% of the income. And that's true in every industry across the board. I don't care who you are. I don't care what's going on. And what that means for those of you who have businesses is you can afford to fire the bottom 50% of your client list and not affect your revenue at all. Correct. Because there is always, because really it's so heavily weighted toward this top 20%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very true. And, you know, it's, you got to have, you know, um, I, I noticed that some of the bigger teams, they, uh, follow the leader and so the leader has to be a great example and also they have to you know they're going to follow everything you do so whatever you say and do they're going to follow what you post on Facebook or promote they're going to follow every everything you do so I notice that the bigger teams are the people that follow uh, leaders um, who are are uh, just great examples and so I, I, I've seen that, but you know, what's funny too, is like, there are people, there's a lady named Diane, I won't say her last name. She's in New York and she's an older lady, but this woman is, is just cranking. And you know what? She's like, I've never been in network marketing. What is that? And I just like, this woman just loves to have parties. <laughs> like she just loves to have parties. She loves to have people over. But she, I don't know, she must be influential in her community because she, people, the same people keep coming. And, and so she's, you know, she's just, she first was a longtime customer. And then she, I just absolutely just love your bags. So I'm going to do it. She signed up and I'm telling you, she's beating, beating some of the people who've been in network marketing for a long, long time. And I'm just, Richard and I are just amazed. We're like, wow, this woman, you know, and even our board of directors, I'm, does she, is she like a mass distributor? <laughs> like, does she, I'm like, no, she has no background. I, you know, and all this stuff about how like 50 is the new 30, I swear to God, <laughs> 70 is the new 35. I mean, I've got a couple of clients too, who are like 70, 75, and they're killing it, right. killing it. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I love that. I it's love that. Oh, great. I love that. You know, you, how did you decide to, this fascinates me. How did you decide to set up, so you're, the way your MLM goes, it's, it's very, there's almost no buy-in. I mean, it's really cheap to start, right? Well, really the buy-in is you get all product. Yeah. So you just get a couple of, you give, it's, it's not even a hundred dollars, right? I mean, it's. Yeah. There's a $99 package and then there's. I think there's $997 package and there's some in between, but you know, the $997 package is like pretty much getting all these samples um, with your photos on it for lesser than wholesale. So we're really equipping people to, you know, um, you know, we want them to carry their own pictures and, and things like that. And what's wild is, is that, 
um, clients who come on to our Facebook, our Facebook's Gina Alexander Photo Handbag, the clients that come on there, they start seeing other people talking about or posting pictures of their party. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that you, that I could make commissions and selling your handbags. I said, yeah. So we don't even do like a hard sell. It's just people just sharing their pictures and sharing their results on our uh, business page. And, you know, we have almost 14,000 people on there and, and they just, you know, it's just all word of mouth. And I see that growing every day. And, um, and it's really important that I'm on there, like talking, like, Hey, or saying like, Hey, Gina, I got, a, I got a second here to, you know, uh, um, chat and people love that. And I just noticed people jump on and, and, you know, there's this one lady, she said, you know, I'm going through a really hard time financially. And, you know, I talked to her and kind of just found out what she was going through and she was going through a lot, but she was like, I really want it back. I said, you know what, just just send me $10 and just pay me the rest later, <laughs> you know? And I said, because I can't, as a businesswoman, I go, I can't give stuff for free, you know? And, um, and so she did. And I mean, the, her bag was done and, and then she just, she's figured out how to find the money and paid me like in, in a week. And I just, you know, I guess she just, you know, so I love that because, you know, um, we just want to encourage people. Like I, I, for me, it's like, you know, if I can encourage a hundred people, then my job is done, you know? And that's what we do best is we, we're the big, we like to encourage people and we see that they, their pictures are what they just want to see their, I don't know. It's like their baby's picture just on a trophy or something, you know, it's kind of like that. Because people will purposely put their bags on the table for everybody to see. For sure. Who wouldn't show that <laughs> off, right? That's so great. And now here's, this is just for my own curiosity. Now, do, do your distributors have a downline? Do they enroll people below them or it's just yes. the one level? Oh, they can. So I sell bags, but I can sign up other people to them and then they sell yeah. and I get a slice of their commissions yeah. as well. So great. And um, our compensation plan is incredible. I know I don't understand everything, but you know, <laughs> because those things are like, wow, what does that mean? <laughs> you kind of have to do it to understand it. Uh-huh. And you, you understand it more when you get that check, that commission check. <laughs> and like, okay, whenever I did that month, I'm going to repeat it again. Right? I, ha- I got to <laughs> tell you too, it's one of the great mysteries of entrepreneurship and, and you just, you cannot explain it to people. Exactly. You cannot give people the feeling they have to experience it for themselves, but everything that seems hard when you're starting, I'm like, I don't know how to talk to people about this. I don't know how to market. I don't know how to tell them how much they owe. I don't know how to do the <laughs> money. Like it's all so confusing. And then you get the check and you're like, oh, this is better. <laughs> Like, oh, there's money in my bank account. Oh, I get it. Like, and when your effort directly correlates to the amount of money you're bringing in, like, it's a whole new world. Right. Because we got a job, the money, you know, you get paid kind of no matter what. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's great because, you know, there's a girl in San Diego. She sold bags and she emailed me back and said, thank you so much because I was able to pay off my, my son's braces. Yeah. Well, right. Right. you know, just that, I mean, if you, you know, those who have pets, it's like, I know when you go to the vet, those bills are expensive. No joke. If you can pay, you know, if you have an additional income stream and you could pay just that little, then it's all worth it. Um, So I, you know, we get a kick out of that with people just, you know, I love it when people just say, oh my gosh, I passed out this, you know, this many um, pass out cards. And I say, okay, now the key is, hey, what's your name? Oh, are you on Facebook? Okay, I'll connect with you. Like I never, I tell them, don't ask for numbers. I'm like, it's awkward if you're just meeting someone for the first time, but just say, what's your name? I go, my name is da, 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 da. Um, are you on Facebook? Yeah, I am. I go, okay, I'll connect with you on Facebook and then just remember their name. And then, you know, I'm at Disneyland all the time and I, someone will come up to me and goes, oh my gosh, where did you get that? And, you know, I just say, oh my gosh, there's this website called Gina Alexander. And my daughter's looking at me like, 
mom, you're lying. Oh, that's you. Yes. <laughs> yes. My nine-year-old's like, you're lying, mom. You're cheating. I'm like, Shh. you know. <laughs> and then I, I just say, you gotta go to the. I go. They have a this uh, Facebook, and you know, it's great. It's like it's all made in the USA, and they're like, okay, okay, you know. And so, I mean, I we guess that's you know the reason my excuse to get a Disney passport. <laughs> go to Disneyland, make money. Yeah. Who wouldn't love that? So do you have anything that you really would say to somebody who was just starting out or something you wish people had told you or something you wish you had learned earlier? Yeah, I think the business plan is huge. Mm. And um, there's, you know, we didn't have the internet then. Like we didn't have any Google or nothing. I don't know how we did it. I really don't. And um, so I think the number one thing is to do a plan there's um, a company in uh, Silicon Valley called LivePlan.com, or yeah, I think it's LivePlan.com, or it's Live.com. It is amazing. Now, it's $100 to get, but you know what? You can do your own business plan there, and when you complete it, you can send it out to their, their list of investors. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so the business plan is really important. I think, you know, I'm the creative part. Uh, the other, you know, I got really lucky because my husband is very um, organized. He dots his eyes. He crosses his T. He reads through the contracts. He reads through the, you know, the, the manual that to how to put your toy together. Like he... <laughs> <laughs> He does, he does that. And, you know, um, and you gotta have a person like that. Uh, someone like an accountant really. Yeah. And someone but also somebody on your, I mean, it's amazing that you guys are, are such a successful team because he just thinks you hung the moon. Oh, I think he hung the moon. See, I mean, y'all are just devoted. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful to see the two of you together because yeah. you're so devoted to each other. Yeah, we do argue, and of course, his Please. office is down the hall, and my <laughs> other factory. But you know, it's it's no, we have fun because we get to travel together, we get to go to trade shows together. So we're just having fun, and he gets to play in his band on the weekends. So you know, that's you know, we're simple people, and and. Um, you know, it's, it is a, a lot of people do tell us like how in, in the world do you, um, work with your husband? I've even had people say, listen, I'm going to tell you a secret. Never, ever work with your husband. And I'm like, what, you know? And, <laughs> but you know, I don't, for me, I'm a very positive person, you know, and, um, um, I'm pretty aggressive. I'm re- really competitive. Um, I'm pre- I can get, I'm more of the disciplinary, <laughs> you know, with the kids and Richard's just very calm. He's like the calm storm mm. and he'll just say like something will go wrong and he'll go, it's okay. It'll be fixed. You know? And I'm just like, how can you react like that? <laughs> but he's great. And people think like, Oh, you know, um, somebody came up to me and said, yeah, some, they were saying that, you know, you wear the pants in the family. And I said, no, I, I really don't. I said, Richard is the one. I, um, I said, I'm more, you know, just I'm like the spokesperson. And mm. he, but he really is the backbone of our company. And really, I, he quit his job. He I mean, he was a studio guitarist and he worked for Mike Post. Um, that's him playing guitar as a studio guitarist on NYPD Blue. What? Yeah, he gave. I didn't know that. He gave up. He got a couple of awards, and um, you know, when I was dating him, I really didn't know what he did. I'm like, what do you do? You know, because he was always in the sound stage, and he worked on some big shows. I mean, he, you know, you look at his IMBD, and it's, um, and it's, it's like the list is long. I mean, he goes back to Doogie Hauser and the A Team. I mean, really, he's nice. Yeah. And he's, he's recorded Van Halen, you know, so he's, you know, he, um, he gave up his, his career to come on board because I was drowning. Mm. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I didn't know I was supposed to pay that bill. (laughs) (laughs) I lost mine at 30 terms. (laughs) Uh, he, He came in and just straightened everything up and 
I mean, if you look at his desk, like every pen is in place, every scissor is in place, like everything's in place. Like he's very organized. And he basically man oversees the production of everything. So I'm more of the marketing sales and designer. So great. And you mentioned investors. Have you taken the, you know, the, when you submit the, the thing, you can submit it to their investors as well. Have mm-hmm. you taken outside money? Have you, have, do you have investors? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did when we, when we had to go, um, you know, for us, it was more like when we were in the bigger stores, we did factoring and that's a thing in fashion where if you get the invoice, you turn the invoice into the banks, they pay for a big percentage of your production. And then when you get paid, you, you, you know, give them, give them a cut and then you, you take a cut. So that worked out. Um, um, and then uh, we've had people in, invest in our company. Uh, we actually had one person invest and we doubled their, we paid them back and doubled. And people are like, that was like too much to give back. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> they made out. <laughs> they believed in us, you know, in the beginning. So I was just really appreciative. I read, have you read um, Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dog, about Nike? Uh, no, but I do have a friend that he oversees all the production in Asia. And so we've heard stories. Oh my um, gosh. It's, I I got the audio book actually. It's really good. I listened to it on tape and, um, I, it's like a thriller. I mean, cause sometimes I have product envy, right? Cause I teach classes. I offer, you know, transformational experiences, workshops, consulting, you know, and sometimes I think I wish I just sold a thing. Like she's got bags. Like I just sold bags. Like, <laughs> I have to convince people to change their lives. Well, Samantha, you need to come on our European, our handbag designer lab European tour to Paris and Italy in September. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> scarves. Huh? You could design something easy like scarves. Like we, we, like, I know, we know how to design prints and make the material. We have fabric printers, so it's easy to sew and just a little conversation after this conversation. Samantha, meet me in Paris. <laughs> well, if you insist, I have to be somewhere. I might as well be in Paris, but I will say listening to the, the, the Nike story, almost cured me of product envy because the drama of that getting the banks to give you the money because you got to pay the factory but now the stores haven't paid you and they had like yeah that that it's like a, oh, it's really creating a thriller i mean it's like oh my god are they gonna make it <laughs> okay I, I forgot to tell you this so the way we survived was that i had people pay me up front for their product because i said you know what <laughs> Because I worked in that industry and I understand markdowns and I understand, you know, if your product doesn't sell in the store, you know, at Burdines or in Federated, they will send your merchandise back and do a chargeback on you. And that, in my eyes, that's so wrong. And, but I knew, I said, you know what, I'm going to define this. I'm going to live by design. I'm going to design this company how I want it. And I don't ever want to stress on you know making the I have to upfront the money it's like these are custom products right. so people understood that you know I said oh yeah we don't start your we don't start production until it's paid because you know it's a customized product it's not you know we don't send it to China and make you know thousands so that's what saved our butts we were like you know we you know because my husband was kind of like you know, he's like the devil's advocate. Well, how are you going to pay for this? And how are you going to pay for that? I say, you know what? We will just figure it out. And we did. And, you know, um, even when we went in Home Shopping Network, we I had a really great friend who uh, worked for guests, who worked for big companies. Um, and she knew how to negotiate those dollars. So we brought her in and she just was a pit bull. And did you know that home, she got Home Shopping Network to um, give us, I mean, it was one of the biggest checks I've ever gotten. It was like $182,000. I mean, that was just partial payment. Nice. And so I think we did like quarter of a million in four minutes. And so, wow. yeah, and so we, you know, we, 
I, I have that copy of that check on my wall because you know, it was like the largest check I'd ever received. But, you know, it's like it's good to know people like that. The relate, you know, don't ever burn your bridges because you're going to need those people one day that have, have those massive skills that you said, darn, I shouldn't have, you know, got mad at them or, you know, offended them. It's like you're going to you gotta be careful with your words be, and just you know, just learn how to forgive quickly. For real. And I swear it's one of the number one most underrated business skills is just being nice. Yeah. Just being pleasant to people when you talk to them, not being a pain in the ass, Mm -hmm. taking care of them the way you would want to be taken care of. Right. And this goes to clients. I swear to God, treat them like you like them. This is my motto. Treat them like you like them. Treat your team like you like them. Treat your clients like you like them. Treat your friends like you like them behave like a decent person. And it's amazing how far that alone can take you. It's true. It's true. And, you know, in the, in the fashion industry, I was told all the time, if you're too nice, you're not going to make it, you know? And I'm like, and I said, well, there's, I, and it's a fine line, right? Because you have to be shrewd. I mean, you know, for example, my cousin, she has a big position at Forever 21 and everybody I, I hear said, oh my gosh, the owner of Forever 21 is the most difficult person. But you know what? When someone says that, I said, you know what? That that person is probably a genius because, um, you know, she's shrewd as a snake and she's very shrewd and I look where she's at. I mean, she started a, she started they came here from Korea working as gas station attendants. And the husband said, wow, all the people here driving nice cars are from the fashion industry. I should go into fashion. You know, he had no idea. Opened up a little store in um, Highland Park there. And um, uh, I look at it, you know, drive by it once in a blue moon. And I said, wow, he started right there. This is like a ghetto area where I'm driving through. And he started there, but he worked hard and he, you know, and it's probably just his, he learned, built relationships and negotiated with the people that um, are, you know, who are your vendors or your contractors. And I think that's another thing is that, um, you know, if you do work with someone, really look at it. It's like, look, I want to work with you for life. Don't just like give them business and then cut them off. It's like, they've been loyal to you. Just be loyal back to them. You know, well, especially because people move, you know, oh, like gosh. people change. Yeah. So all of a sudden the person who was like, this person's assistant is now yeah. in charge over here five yeah. years later. It's like, oh, I'm so glad. I, was so true. <laughs> I think the president of Steve Cannell's production was oh, like yeah. the mailman, like the, the guy who sorted out the mail. Yeah. Yeah. No, people Hollywood gets such a bad rap of like, Oh, people are so fake. They act like they're nice and they're so fake. And I'm like, okay, first of all, when you're 14 hours on set with somebody nice is a survival skill. Like (laughs) you got no time for attitude. And second of all, you just never know where somebody's going to end up for sure. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, what Kim Kardashian was um, Paris Hilton's assistant. So there you go. Right. Gina, thank you so much for taking all this time. I know this is so super valuable for everybody. Um, I really, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. You bet. Give Richard a kiss for me. I will. Take care. If you've enjoyed this, but your time is limited and you'd like access to the rest of them, please hop over to therealsambennett.com forward slash freedom. That's therealsambennett.com forward slash freedom freedom. And there you can opt in, get access to all these recordings and a bunch of fun freebies. We'd love to see you there. In the meantime, remember the world needs your good work. Thanks everybody.